evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on UPRN FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my fantastic co-hosts, Sean Kelly and John oh, Benjamin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please share this live and just remember to comment in YouTube if you want us to answer your comments. Um, we are broadcasting across America and beyond. We're in many different countries. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Roku, Rumble. Uh, we have so many places you can contest. And make sure you go on to SoundCloud if you can't watch us all the time. You can pick up so many different shows. Um, tonight we have a special guest with us, Daryl Sims. Uh, he's a UFO hunter. Now he's going to be able to tell us what that means, but his career highlights are fantastic. He discovered, according to Daryl, he discovered the alien implant phenomena in 1960, later pioneered research and protocols and, and orchestrated the first in public surgeries and testing of alleged implants from the human body in 1995. First, she, first UFO researcher to be invited to lecture on alien implants by the AMA at a conference that actually um, was at the Muir Medical Center. Boy, you know what? Thinking about alien implants is really freaking me out right now. I feel like I got all this uh, uh, itchy parts of my body, like my fingers and my back. So I'm going. Why is that, Jenny? Well, because he's talking about he, he's an alien hunter and he um, the implants. So. I always wondered if I wake up with little marks on me. We're going to get to that too. But Daryl has in his possession the physical evidence. Now, I want to see this, Daryl. The physical evidence of alien human contact, including skin samples, DNA samples, x-rays, MRIs. Oh, my God. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him up because this is going to be a fantastic show. I can already see that. So welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Daryl. Good to have you. Well, I'm delighted, delighted to be here, Sean and Jenny and uh, uh, John. Good night, your <laughs> That's wow. Crazy. This is great. You know, I'm thinking about all the alien implants theories that are out there and stories, and you know, it's something that I always was fascinated about because I'd wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and I'd have a mark on me and then I'd have like this, it looked always looked like, uh, like a splinter and I, and I, and it would disappear. And I've had some really strange dreams, but go ahead, Daryl. I want to know how in the heck did you get involved in all this alien hunting stuff? And <laughs> it's amazing stuff. <laughs> Three on one. I don't have a chance, but uh, I'll do the best I can. We'll be kind to We'll be nice. Okay. We'll be Saturday nice. night and almost a full moon. So. <laughs> okay. It's Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm losing my mind. Okay, we won't tell that. Hush on. <laughs> well, I actually got involved in the phenomena quite by accident, um, so to speak, of at least accidental for me. Uh, I was four years old, and I, I, I referred to myself as being a, literally a, a, a captive audience simply because I noticed something was in my room at age four and when I lived on Midland, Texas on uh, 1005 South K Street. My mother was floored when she 
when I told her this at 94 years old, she said, well, why did you not tell us this when you were little? You couldn't remember all of that. It was, why, you, how could you remember all that? I said, Mom, I know the phone number to our place, even though it, it was in 1948, uh, excuse me, 1952. I said, I, I, I have a brain, you know, it, it still functions. So I'm, I'm good with that. And anyway, so uh, we lived on uh, 1005 South K Street in, uh, in uh, Midland, Texas at the time when I was in, in Texas as a child and uh, noticed something in my room and I was stunned because I could see somebody was walking away from me toward the wall and I thought, what in the world? Uh, nobody could be in her house because her door's locked and and... This is like 1952. There, we don't have nobody goes into anybody's house anyway. You could sleep with the windows open if you wanted. And this, the whole thing just made no sense to me. And I thought to myself, well, what is that? Because he was real skinny and he had a big head in the in the seam in part, only in the part lot part of the light of uh, the room. And as I said that, he turned around. And uh, that was a real shock because I saw large black eyes, which were not the elliptical form like you see in Hollywood in these movies, but uh, they were perfectly round, an inch and a half across each. And uh, they had a little tiny nose and a slit for a mouth, uh, no, noticeable ears. And he had heard me apparently thinking, say, what is that? And the reason I think that's true is because when he turned around I heard him speak and that's really strange for me because I've never heard anyone talk inside my head besides me and he said it's awake and I realized there's only two people in the room he's not talking about himself so uh, long story short in that event I learned uh, a couple of things one thing is affecting me all my life which I love and that is when he switched me off, they, they, the alien switches you off a lot of times so that you won't remember things. Uh, I, I was so freaked out by the event, I figured out, I don't even know how, I turned myself back on. And as a result, this was uh, rather neat because I could now I can hear what he's thinking, what he's saying in his own mind. And he doesn't know that I know because he thinks I'm still switched off. But anyway, I looked at him and I was stunned because uh, kids, the four-year-old kids look at things different than adults. A guy comes into your room at midnight or three o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, late at night, and uh, wakes you up like this. And I, I, just, I, mean, I was just completely stunned. So as he turned to me, I looked at him and I was stunned at what I saw. Large black eyes, a little slip for a mouth almost no nose, and then I noticed he didn't have any nipples on his chest. He didn't have any clothes on. He didn't have a belly button, and he didn't have a TT. So that told me right off the bat, there's something seriously wrong with this picture. I mean, if I have all these things, why doesn't he? So uh, anyway, the whole thing was just uh, a mystery to me in every sense of the word. How old were you then? Four years old. See, that's and something that happened to my son, too. 
And how many times has this alien approached you in your years? Is he still coming uh, around? Uh, good, great question. I, I've been approached, uh, I've had approximately 10 abduction events uh, from age four to 17. So for 13 years, uh, those events went on, about 10 events during that time. Okay. And always the same thing, or as uh, the abductions uh, became, you know, as older as old as you got, did were, were the test or whatever they did to you progress? They did progress, and it was different. Uh, the reason I I call this guy the uh, pizza delivery man because he basically he's a cosmic pizza delivery guy. He picks you up and delivers you. And that's his primary job. Uh, if anything else is going to happen of any notoriety, uh, he's not the one that's going to do it. He's just, he's just a helper. That's all he really is. He, he just transports you and gets you back and doesn't do a very good job sometimes. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. what, what, like what happened? Well, a good, a good example is uh, I've, I've got 2,000 cases now worldwide from India to Brazil to Japan, you name it, all over the world. And uh, so I hear these stories and I, I look for this remarkable stuff that's consistent in these abduction events, which of course means that people are not making it up all over the world for 50 years. They just not going to be able to do that. So that kind of ruled out a lot of that. Number two, what I look for is uh, difference in abduction or contact events. And uh, many people are scared to death to tell you about the things that happened that were so far out and so far incorrect, so to speak, for their thinking, they often won't tell you. They just, uh, a case in point is a, a remarkably good case with a lot of good physical evidence up in Dallas, Texas. Happened in the uh, uh, 1990s. And uh, I went back to visit my friend who, uh, who was a surgical nurse at the time. And she, uh, looked at me and said, I, I didn't tell you the whole story. I said, well, tell me the whole story. What happened? She said, well, Daryl, there was, oh my God, I, I don't know how to say this, but I just said, just say it. She's a very honest lady. And she said, there was a pig like creature that was inside the room there with the abductees and myself. I said, you held that from me for 20 some years. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, abductees are often programmed to do that, to hide, obfuscate or destroy their own evidence. And in her case, uh, I said, why did you, <coughs> I said, why did you not tell me this? She's well, it was just too weird. And I just knew you wouldn't believe it. And I said, it's not up to you to decide what I get to believe or not. I said, do you realize one of the most important cases of Dr. Carla Turner involves a pig-like creature where a lady was sexually assaulted on board a craft and there was a witness. He came forward and told the whole story. Now you've got one of the same things in our case and you didn't even tell me for 20 years. That's why it's important to even look for differences because some of this stuff is so unique and so important, even though it's it's not the same or exactly the same type little abduction story as you often would hear. 
Hey, Daryl, what made you want to join the CIA and how long were you with them? Uh-huh. He's asking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't my choice, uh, John. Uh, thanks for bringing up those painful memories. <laughs> was, it, wait, wait, was it better or worse than being alien abducted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you put me in a bind. Um, well, what happened is I volunteered during the Vietnam War. Uh, I'm red, white, and blue. The aliens made sure of that. I'm definitely blue, black and blue from uh, those experiences. And But I'm red, white, and blue as far as the country is concerned. I, I love this country. And I, 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 when the call came during the Vietnam War to go, I did. And uh, everybody else was hiding out and running, and I, and, which is okay with me. I, I don't care. That's their business. But for me, it was uh, a call to action. And so I took took that and I intended to go to Vietnam. I was supposed to be an M60 machine gunner for Vietnam. I outshot everybody with an M60 machine gun to the point that uh, they couldn't even believe it. They made everybody quit shooting just so they could watch. Now, with a 45 caliber pistol, I could have thrown it and done better. I mean, I just, I'm a, I, was, I hated that 45, model 1911. I hated it. But anyway, the bottom line is I w- went to my secondary school, which was a military police school in Fort uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia. And while there, we were uh, about 70 of us were picked out and told to go to a meeting. We did. And they asked these people there, asked several different questions. And most people were eliminated from the room by the answers to the questions. I sat in the back room just watching, realizing there's something wrong with this picture. And I said, you guys are all in here in suits. What? The only people who wear suits are our detectives in, this, in the military police actually wear suits. They don't dress in military uniform. So they said, no, we're not CID. And I should have caught it right then, the CIA was what it was. And uh, these were military personnel attached to the CIA and that were part of that uh, process. Long story short, um, they said, uh, you're exactly what we're looking for. And I said, <laughs> something seriously wrong with these people. Why me? And um, he said, uh, you're, you're exactly what we want. And I said, well, I, I'm really, uh, I'm a martial artist. And I said, I, I probably would not be good for what you want. And so on and so on. So I gave all the, the reasons why they should get rid of me. And they said, no, you don't understand. You're exactly what we want. And I said, okay. Uh, anyway, long story short, the uh, uh, I ended up, every, everybody in my entire battalion went to Vietnam except me. <laughs> and then several other people that, that were from not in our unit. But anyway, we all were sent to, the ones that made it went to uh, uh, Fort, uh, Fort Myer, and we were placed on military police duty there, uh, TDY, temporary duty. <clears throat> and <clears throat> we went through top figure clearance work for about months. Long story short, there is one day uh, the captain calls me in and says, you guys have to go. And I said, where are we going? He says, I have no idea. He said, once every two or three years, these people call up, send you guys here. And then a black sedan pulls up and you're gone. Oh, nobody wow. hears from you again. And I said, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> and the captain says, goodbye. And I salute him and said, yes, sir. And a sedan pulled up. We got in the car and drove off. 
ended up in a Learjet at a little uh, airport. And I looked around. And I saw these guys. There were several guys sitting there in the these Hong Kong very fine suits. And uh, they were looking at us like we were diseased. And I was looking at them like they're probably diseased. And we finally landed at a top secret military installation. Well, it's not really military. It's the CIA base. It's a spy training camp. That's what it is. Mm. And that's where we were assigned. And that's where I learned some of the trade craft for spying. I never was a spy, although I did some spying on the CIA, on the CIA by the CIA on some of their people for a particular reasons. That was, that's all classified. But my point is that uh, my job there was a military police officer was to make it look like, like a military base. That was the main thing. And the secondary thing, I was a, mil, a, a weapons instructor and a martial arts instructor there as well. How long so that's you? how I got in. I didn't, yeah, I had no you? idea what I was involved in. Yeah. How long were you with them? I was there for two years. Okay. And then I was activated back into the United States Army and uh, sent to ESCOM Korea to finish the rest of my tour. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, let's get to, um, I was the implants and then we're going to, from the implants, we're going to go into um, what you call the UFO hats, your seven, um, uh-huh. your seven mythology, uh, extras, whatever you, you have a technique or that everybody can follow. But, I do. But, so, well, let's, let's talk about the implants. Like I saw some pictures. Um, no, are those real pictures? I mean, cause some of them are really, um, Hmm. You know, how did you get them? I want to people who are listening on the radio, you won't be able to see them unless you go to the video portion because I'm going to show some of the pictures that <coughs> sent to me. Um, so let's talk about some of these implants. Um, some pictures. Okay. Uh, the, the phenomenon of the implants, I mean, I would love to make this clear for your audience. Um, and there's a lot of information about implants on the internet that's uh, absolutely incorrect, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I discovered implants in 1960 because I was a victim of it. And at age 12, when this happened, I realized at some point that I'm probably not the only person this has happened to. And again, what was unique about that particular situation is uh, I went outside of my home and I knew there was going to be something waiting for me out there. And sure enough, there was a craft on the horizon, very large. And it got real big, real quick. And the next thing I know, I'm inside a circular room lying on a table. And again, the alien comes over with that large black eye and they put it next to your face. And you won't remember her and all that. The only problem is I switch myself back on and I, because people often ask this question. They say, why do you think you're so smart? I said, well, I, I really don't. I said, well, why do you know so much about the alien that other people don't know? I said, because I overheard. I I eavesdropped. I turned myself on so I could hear what they were saying. Wouldn't you like to know what they were saying when they switched you off? I did. I switched myself back on. And that's why I learned so much about the alien, because they were, they were, they had, they obviously had a, a far different agenda once they abducted you. And they often wouldn't tell you what was going on. But for your audience, I would like for them to know that implants are extremely rare. 
Uh, everybody doesn't. Everybody gets abducted, does not get an implant. That's just not true. I must have had at least 20 people this week write me and tell me that one guy said he had hundreds of implants. That's, that's, not, that's not even true. I, I'll give you a hint. It's not true. And two, uh, usually people say, well, I've got one, two, or three. I've been chipped or whatever they want to call it. Well, the, the implants aren't chips. If you have been, quote, unquote, chipped with a, uh, a spying device, that sort of thing, that's a corporation or the government. That's not alien. Okay. And uh, so when I did the, so that's how I discovered the implant was when they put one in my nose. And uh, and anyway, uh, one guy called me. Yeah, we have a good picture here. Thank you for putting that up. That's an implant. If you look in between the, the, and the, the next to the bone of the large toe there, you'll see um, this, uh, uh, an implant in this person's foot and what's so interesting about that is this is a the wife of a doctor in brazil wow, that's this... in in her foot it's about an inch and a half long very unusual never seen anything like it and the doctor was an abductee as well remember the first thing i told you about the alien when i when i i experienced him in my age four mm-hmm. abductees tend to destroy hide obfuscate ignore their own evidence the doctor himself i asked him to take these x-rays of his wife's foot because her case was so interesting to me and guess what he says uh took the x-ray what's so what's unusual about it i said you're a doctor and you can't see that he's an abductee he can't see it because he's not supposed to see it and when i pointed it out he said how in the world could I have missed that? I said, good question. I said, uh, you're programmed. I said, uh, if you've been near a UFO, been near an alien, seen a UFO up close, even farther away, it's it's prob- very possible and probable that you've already been programmed. And I'll talk about programs in a moment. But the bottom line is that an implant is actually installed in someone for a particular reason. They're, uh, like I said, they're quite rare. And I look at hundreds of x-rays every year, hundreds of them. And most of them do not show an alien implant. Yes, many of them show objects inside somebody, uh, from BBs to pencil lead and all kinds of things that people forgot when they were kids. But uh, so I've learned how to determine a lot of this stuff. uh, And I use a, a cardiovascular surgeon and a brain surgeon up in Santa Monica were present when one of our implant cases which we did, and, and we brought some MUFON people in to, to watch the surgery. And uh, this particular guy had a metal object in his shin, and a magnet would, you could hold a magnet on the outside of it, and the magnet would just sit there, and because the, the object was ferrous. But I told the, the doctor and the brain surgeon, they said, what do you think? And I and he said, it looked very interesting. It looked like the AOL symbol. It's a perfect triangle with a little dot in the middle. It looked just mm-hmm. like the AOL symbol. And I say, I call it the AOL or implant. And uh, yeah, we laughed. And they said, what do you think it really is? And I said, it's not an implant. I said, this guy's a bona fide abductee. He's got seven scoop marks down his leg. No question. He's an abductee. No question. That's that right. is not an implant. 
You said seven. What? I couldn't get that last word. After scoop marks. Seven. Scoop marks are one of the telltale signs that you'll see more often on people than, quote unquote, an implant. These are scooped out areas that look like a dermatological scoop mark from your doctor. The doctor, sometimes if he sees it, will ask you, when did you get the dermatological scoop? In other words, he thinks a doctor did that. Well, he's partly correct. They're actually a scoop marks or collections of sample of your skin on purpose because implants that we have found have been wrapped in your own surface skin. That scoop mark, in other words, that biology. Now that's rather incredible. Uh, I'll give you a good reason why. Um, a, a Nobel laureate told us one time, he said, Mr. Sims, if you can replicate that biology that you found surrounding the implant, if you can replicate that in a laboratory, you may have a Nobel laureate find right now. That's why do you think that is doc? He says, it's simple. He said, he said, this, these objects were hidden inside the body, foreign objects that turned out to be meteoric in origin, wrapped in the person's own skin in a, in a proteinaceous coagulum, a, a, a composite of, of biology surrounding it, attached to it, to a nerve supply. He said, the thing seems to be communicating, so to speak, <laughs> or somebody's using it. And I said, that's correct. He said, that, that type of biological containment is so effective, he said, organ donor rejection would be passe if you could replicate that in the lab. And I said, well, doctor, I was born at night and I was born in Texas, but it wasn't <laughs> last night. He said, what do you mean? That's what laboratory do you think I should send that sample to? He said, not one. I said, thank you. <laughs> like I said, in Texas, but not last night. <laughs> That's funny. I That's like amazing. that one. So um, real quick, there's all you said you saw the, the gray, the won't do with the big guys. Now, I hear since doing this show <laughs> for the last four years, something about reptilians. <coughs> Have you ever mentioned it, seen them or or do yeah. you just specifically work with the guys with the big guys? No, they I've had uh, several experiences in my 10 events. Uh, the second uh, major, uh, that's not true, the third major event. Uh, we moved to New Mexico in Mayhill, New Mexico. And the remarkable thing in that was uh, we were, uh, my dad was a Baptist minister and he was uh, building a parsonage uh, for the small church there. So we lived in the basement of the church until we could get the parsonage finished. <clears throat> and believe it or not, most people probably have heard of this but or seen it on a movie, but never for real. But we had an outhouse, uh, a ba out outdoor bathroom, which was just a little square little room with a hole in the floor. Basically, you sit sit down there, and that was basically that was your stool, so to speak. So um, I went out to the bathroom that night, uh, normal, a perfect night, just normal, just you know, hundred yards at the most from the the, the parsonage area. And as I walked out, I used the bathroom and I shut the door. And as I shut the door, there was a little gray alien standing there looking at me. <clears throat> just absolutely, it just stuns you when you see them. I mean, you're not ready for that at all. Just not ready. And anyway, <clears throat> the next morning, 
after I was brought back, I was brought back and then, then, uh, but the, the next morning I noticed side effects from that abduction. One of the side effects is I was out doing something rather strange for me. Uh, I love animals. I love insects. We've rescued more animals. Than most people have ever seen in their life. Literally. I mean, we rescued a Bengal tiger out of an apartment complex one time in Houston. Uh, so we we're, my daughter's still doing this in Scotland, rescuing animals. But the, my point is that uh, that morning I was out uh, catching um, grasshoppers and pulling the heads off of them. Hmm. Now, that's, that's not like me at all. I don't go kill animals or insects just to be mean. I, I didn't. And I had, I'll bet you, a hundred of them lined up there. Did and you I ever thought, see? Did you ever see the praying mantis type ET? That's Maybe the, th that's my point. Oh, okay, go ahead. When I I finally picked up uh, picked up one of these grasshoppers, and I started to grab his head, and then I thought I got it real close to my face, and I said, "Oh, oh no, it's the wrong insect." The yeah, insect I was looking for had a triangular head. It was a praying mantis. Oh wow! That was the one that got me. What is the what is this picture for um, for people who um, cannot see it? What, what, okay, what, the, the, what we're looking at here is a hand of someone that's been uh, it's uh, actually been touched by the alien, or they uh, sometimes you the alien will grab you by the arm or by the hand, or the, you'll grab them by the arm to go with them or do whatever they tell you to do, and what most people don't understand if you if you've been abducted or in contact there's evidence on you around you mm -hmm. or in you and in this case the evidence is on the person if you've touched one of these alien entities often there will be a physical fluorescence that will show up on you it's like the alien sweat and it it's when it sweats on you, it penetrates your skin subdermally on contact. It will literally, you can't wash it off. You can't get it off. If you can, don't call me because you're wasting my time. Mm -hmm. This stuff won't come off. It'll finally fade away within uh, 48 hours to two weeks later. Well, tell them how you discovered how to find that stuff. Ah, the way you find it, it was... It, it was in my book, Alien Hunter, Evidence and Light, it, uh, it started in 1992. I was working with an abductee, uh, my senior investigator, Dale Musser, an engineer, and myself were working with her. And uh, she was the, uh, uh, I say this because I want people to know that abductees aren't just little housewives and little carpenters and little whatevers. <laughs> there are all kinds of people out there. And she happened to be a millionaire. And she's not the only millionaire case we've got in Houston. I guarantee mm -hmm. you that. I can tell you three of them right offhand. Anyway, uh, I was talking to her and I said, absolutely beautiful woman, a striking, uh, her beauty is absolutely amazing. Uh, you got her phone number? Uh, she told oh, me not God. to give it to you. <laughs> she, she told me to, to, to only to give it to Sean, not to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. So uh, the story basically is I looked at the lady and I said, uh, may I check you over with a black light? And she said, what do you mean? I said, I would like to look at your exposed skin, your neck, under your hair, 
and your, you know, your neck and so on, and your arms. And she said, well, of course. She said, what are you looking for? I said, I don't know. But I hmm. suspect we're looking, we're not finding, we're only getting a third of the evidence. We need to be looking in the infrared, ultraviolet, besides the visible light, which is obvious, cuts, scars, and bruises, and so on. But why aren't we looking in the, in the infrared and ultraviolet and x-ray? If you look in x-ray, you're going to find implants and, and things done to people. You go look with MRIs, you're going to get a really detailed report on that one. And if you look with uh, 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 ultraviolet light, you're going to be amazed at some of the things you find. Oh, yeah, case in point, a MUFON investigator, really good pe- uh, uh, Chuck Modlin and his wife, yeah, no, uh, they're good people, wonderful people. They came here. He stayed for about a month and uh, wanted to see kind of what we do and how we did it down here. And one of my abductees got abducted while he was here, and he was beside himself when I said, "Well, we'll check her for fluorescence and so on." And we did at the Houston UFO Network. And we did when we did. Now this is funny because Chuck is the straight laced and the tough scientific approach you've ever seen. He was literally shaking like this, holding the camera. We got these burnt pictures, burnt film of the forest and so on. This lady, he was so, he said, I've never seen anything like it before. Oh, my God. This is incredible. This and is he's fantastic. About, he's about your size, too. Oh, Height. he's, big, he's yeah. bigger than I am. He's yeah. he's, a, he, he's he's quite a guy. He's a they, they built, they built, and all that. Yeah, they built that fallout shelter in the middle of the desert. They went to live there. Yes. Uh, are they still out there in Arizona? Uh, sometimes, sometimes they they are. They're I think yeah. they're they're back in the back back in at home now. But uh, anyway, that was <laughs> that was so funny that that I thought, man, we're going to get the best film footage. Who better to you to take the film footage of a person with getting fluorescence on them? Wow, this will be perfect. So I gave him the camera and I uh, pulled back that out and everything, and you see it. <laughs> Excuse me, this this blurry, <laughs> this blurry film. I, I couldn't believe. <laughs> Goodness, you all right there, Daryl? Man, oh, I right? tell you, I've had a uh, flim flim in my throat like... for for two days, and uh, no, I'm not sick. I'm not got a cold. Not, have nothing, nothing at all. It's just a new strain of COVID. Nah, it's just it's it's a strain of Daryl, I think. But what made you what made you think to use a black light? Uh, was that part of your CIA training? No, uh, most, no, most people wouldn't no. think to to do you're that. Right, you're you're absolutely right, John. The reason I use the uh, it, okay when you start studying these cases and you realize these people are not all making this stuff up, and when they tell you things like, "I felt like I was being scammed," but there was no equipment around. Well, how do they scan you with no equipment? Because the alien sees with that black eye patch in infrared, ultraviolet, visible light, and x-ray at the same time. He's looking for implants too. Wow. Not just ones that he may have been part so of. So what do these implants do? What's their purpose? Are they tracking them? Um, are they just trying to get like images from the body or see how the body's functioning? So what are they? Uh, it's Let's, to make it easier, I think we'll we'll let's start if we if I may uh, with what the implants are not. Okay. They're not tracking devices. Okay. They're not transponders. So what are what are they? We know they're not tracking devices because they already know where you're at. They caught you, and they put mm-hmm. an implant in you. 
Well, so they know where you're at. Well, not all the time that you people well, they know how to come back. <laughs> they, well, I mean, tend to, they tend to know where in, in 99% of the cases, they know where you're at. Now, one case, uh, a documented case we have where the guy was in, believe it or not, in Pennsylvania, moved to uh, uh, Texas down here in Houston very rapidly. And apparently that particular group, they scanned the top part of the United States, the top area that involved Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. When these two guys went on a trip, this is an incredible, incredible case, involves an implant. They went on a trip together. They hadn't seen each other in years, did not know that both of them were abducted. Neither one of them knew. They didn't know to tell each other. They went up looking for gold up in the Northwest. On the way back, they thought, there you go. They thought they, there was a big accident somewhere on the highway down there outside uh, Colorado Springs because they saw all these red lights and blue lights and on the highway and it was in the middle of the night and they thought, well, what in the world? There must be something serious going on. As they rolled up there in the pickup close to the lights, they realized it's not a police car. These are not cops. Mm. And whoever's approaching the car, uh, these, these are not highway patrol. So the aliens were waiting on them. This is amazing. Now, the amazing thing is they were extremely excited to see Dale, my senior investigator, because they could not find him. They lost him after they abducted him way up in Pennsylvania, and he disappeared for uh, like 11 years. Wow. And so here he is. They caught him again, and they're like, yay, we got you back, you know. But they didn't know where he was at. Now, that was really unusual. So it may be that they have a particular tract of area that they search or I don't know. I, that's just a guess. I, I, I don't know. But uh, so Dale came back. And the interesting thing is they got picked up in the event. They're not supposed to remember anything and they don't. And what they do remember is they're now in Dalhart, Texas. Not in Colorado Springs, Colorado. They're in Dalhart, Texas. And the wrong guy is driving the truck. Remember I told you the little guys made mistakes and put... Yeah. They do. They they put your clothes on inside out, backwards, uh, things you would never do. So the wrong guy's driving the truck and are in Dalhart, Texas. And he looks over at Dale and says, did you see that elk? An elk is a screen memory. <clears throat> it's usually an animal form that they will often use to make you think. The key is large black eyes. And that's what they were most I'll noted for. How so who was that one guest we had on where the hunter, what did we talk about where the hunter saw elk? Remember? Yeah, that, that was, was one of our shows. That was when we were talking about missing 411. Um, yeah, we were UFO. talking about that. Yeah. yeah, you know what, going back to the um, the elk, do you think, do you maybe think that these, when they take the elk, that they're shapeshifters, they're, they're just making themselves look like elk and they're not really, they, they're not really elk? Very, they, very good question because this comes up a lot. Uh, who, what are they? I mean, the, they, uh, they, they will often describe themselves, especially to children, as Casper, the friendly ghost. Okay. But you notice the large black eyes. Mm -hmm. I just wondered because on the on the missing four one one UFO connection, they these the hunters looking for elk. 
And what better way to lure them in is to shape shift into an elk. Well, I, if I may, I will, I will use a difference in wording here. From my point of view, and, and I've been in the field a lot, and this is what I do for over 50 years now. And um, I don't think, uh, I think shapeshifting exists, but I don't think that's what they're doing here. Okay. I think what they're doing is uh, creating an image in your head of what they want you to think. Okay. The reason so, I know this, okay, that's, okay. when I was four years old, they uh, he came next to me and uh, put his large black eye there and transform my visual imagery of him into a clown. Many uh -oh. abductees have uh -oh. clown images, and I don't know why. And I kept shaking my head, no, 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 no. Because again, you. I'm still awake. I, I, I turned myself back on and I knew what he was doing. I knew he was trying to make, he was trying to make me believe that I had a dream of a scary clown and nothing else happened. That was, their, kill him. that was the I original would kill that alien. That was I the destroy it. That was the original Pennywise from it. There you go. I, there I don't go. care. I would have killed the sucker. Yeah. I hate <laughs> clowns. They how, many many of them, lie. many people do. Many so hate how, them. how accurate is this behind me compared to what you saw? How accurate is that? The alien? Yeah, it's about four feet tall. Yeah, I, I, I've been in your home. I, I, absolutely amazing yeah. place, by the way. I'll, I'll tell you, but I'm, I know you've willed that to me in your will, and so and <laughs> I gonna, gladly, I gladly receive it. <laughs> I, I, out, I plan to outlive you, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> uh, the, the real, the answer to your question, I, I, I will say it this way: I tell my abductees if I could take a photograph of the alien and your abduction at the same time, and then have you draw a picture of him, there would be a difference. And I said, what you don't understand is that you are so programmed. Uh, you you really don't know what the alien actually, literally, totally looks like. And I said, I know you think you do, but you don't. Uh, case in, I'll give you a case in point here. Remember that lady I told you about in Dallas that was so excellent and her case was wonderful? I was uh, speaking to a support group up there for a, a therapist. And she had a, a group of abductees she wanted me to speak to. Them, and I did. And as I was there, I think it was 1992, I think. And uh, there's a knock on the door. And it was my friend. She came in. And right in the middle of the support group meeting while I was addressing these people in the support group, she walks over and says, I wanted to give you these. And I said, okay. And I look at them. And they're two 8 by 10 color pictures. This is before Photoshopping existed. Of aliens. <laughs> My teeth like fell out of my mouth. One of them is of a praying mantis. One of them, and, and there, there's several in the picture, but one of them is a very clear picture of a gray. He does not look like your guy back there. No. no. What does he look like? He looks similar, but not the same. He had a, a protuberance on his head, uh, like his head went up, and there's a big, like a bump, and then and his head goes back. His very large head. Uh, the eyes were elongated, longer. Uh, much longer and uh, and pointed they go more upward and they have a very menacing look to them they really do um but they're different flavors of these guys and i, I could we could we could spend a whole night yeah, just Darryl, the one thing makes me think about, about that. that is to have the eyes like you said wrap around that's uh, a sign of prey 
predator's eyes are in the front like us. Yeah. But they need the ability to see all around what's coming. Mm -hmm. they, that doesn't sound like a predator, a dangerous one. That sounds like one that needs to know what's coming. Well, it, 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 I have to, again, if we, if we're, if we want to take, talk about that, I'm happy about it. Uh, the alien, in my opinion, the seven flavors, the little gray, tall gray, the praying mantis, the Nordic, the uh, Bigfoot, in my opinion, they're all seven models. They're not seven aliens. They're models like you would see in a, in a Chevrolet company. You see a Chevette, which would be the small alien. It ain't worth much. Mm. It's Corvette Stingrays on the other end. That's your Nordic guy. He's going to be worth something. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you look at that, if you if if you where 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 Janine would talk about using your hats, this is where I, my seven hats comes into play. You have to get rid of your UFO hat, and I mean that respectfully because I've got one too, but it's been fooled before. And if you use those other hats, you're not going to get fooled because you're going to think differently seven different ways, and your your views may not even agree with each other but you're going to get seven different points of view, which are really important. So from my perspective, the alien, uh, we're looking at seven models. We're not looking at seven races of alien. There may be a million races of aliens out there. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what these guys are is not that. You're looking at a Trojan horse. Okay, we'll, we'll go through the seven hats. But, but, but okay. Harold, do they shapeshift, like Jen said, into these others? Or this is only the seven they show you. These are these are the seven primary ones that they use for. Uh, how shall I say it? Um, the seven primary ones they use for uh, for contacting you for dealing with you. If you uh, if you use the uh, if you uh, use my model as an example, uh, and my model is simply. Uh, that of uh, and the best way, the best way to say this, my model is for uh, is to use the look at the alien, the models that we're looking at, and 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 just simply not uh, not how should I say that, not accept them as quote unquote alien. They're alien because they said so. Okay, somebody said they're aliens from other planets. Okay, because they have a UFO, and like one lady said, she said, well. Uh, I said, how do you know? How do you know they're from other worlds? She said, "Well, they are." And I said, "I'm not calling you a liar. I'm not questioning your veracity uh, or knowledge. I'm simply asking you a question. You need to ask yourself: How do you know that that's an alien from another planet? Well, they have to be." And I said, "Now wait a minute. Have to be is not the same thing as is. How do you know it's an alien from another planet? Well, because they have a flying saucer." I said, "I." I may have a Learjet. What does that does that mean that I made a Learjet? Well, our government has flying saucers too. I guarantee. Well, it. of course, of course <laughs> they do. They, I said. So my point to you is, uh, I said, well, she's well, they're they're smarter than you because they made them. I said, if if you have three opposing fingers, three fingers and no opposing thumb, how do you make a UFO? Slowly. I said, I I, I think you're missing the whole point. I said, uh, I said, sweetie, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not attacking you. I'm asking you to think differently. That's all. Just use a different thinking. I said, the thinking will tell you that he didn't make the UFO. Somebody else did. 
And I said, I totally, I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Somebody else made the craft that he's flying. And uh, in fact, we know a lot about it. The, the craft is interactive. We know that we've, we've got three pieces of UFOs. Two of them have been verified in universities. The third one, we've, we've got film of the UFO under where the, uh, the object was expelled. So we're, and it's identical to the other two, which were 30 years apart in each of their findings. So uh, we're pretty confident that we're gonna be consistent on that. But in my view, the, these beings, these, if you look at the DNA of every one of these guys, the DNA comes from planet Earth. If they came from another planet, why are they using reptiles? Why are they using praying mantises? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess here, but where would you get Nordic DNA? Hmm, maybe Norway? Probably. I'm guessing here. But um, you, you got to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see this stuff. I mean, it's in your face. Well, Bigfoot is, uh, I said, my thesis is so solid, in my opinion. When they did the DNA study on it, some friends said, you need to take some of your DNA work you got and put it with uh, Dr. Melba Ketchum and uh, let them use your stuff. And I said, they, I've already talked to them. They've got plenty of DNA. And I told them I'm not a Bigfoot guy and I, I don't have a horse in that race at all. I said, it doesn't mean I don't have, don't know anything about them. It doesn't mean I don't have any evidence. I have urine sample and, uh, and a fingernail from an adolescent. So I, I think I probably know something. So my point is that when the DNA testing was over, it simply supported my thesis. So how does that happen? First of all, they found that the DNA was a simian, an, an ape-like creature from planet Earth. How's that happen? Apes probably come from planet Earth, I'm, I'm guessing. And uh, the second thing they found, it was uh, the second thing they found, that was the, the, the nuclear DNA, the mitochondrial DNA, the female DNA in this Bigfoot was modern human woman. So how do you get modern human woman mixed up with the Bigfoot from another planet? Well, uh, probably he's not from another planet. And two, that's called transgenics. Transgenics is a very old, old, old ancient art. Splicing? Uh, it's, 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 it's been around, it's, it's in the Bible, it's mentioned in, in different ancient texts, the Warkins, the Sumerians and others. They know of it. They know it's been done. They just don't know who did it. Right. But that's not my point. Somebody else did it is my whole point. Somebody made, hatched, cloned, or manufactured these seven species, the models, to interact with us, to convince us these are aliens from other worlds. And as I told my Native American friend who died recently, uh, Cliff Bahudi, I said, uh, Cliff, uh, tell me who the gray alien is. Well, they're the star people. I said, don't feed me that bunch of garbage. <laughs> don't talk to me like I'm white. I said, I'm as much native as you are. I said, so, who are they? He said, oh, oh those are the uh, ant people. I said, why didn't you say that to begin with? Why are you trying to feed me something? The star people, they come down from the stars. They do. I said, just because somebody comes down. That's like me looking, going to the airport and saying, the star people are landing at our airport every day, three and 400 carloads at a time. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, we, we know a lot about where they, where they, where they're located. Uh, we know this, we know it from NASA. We know it from JPL. 
I was the only person in the whole entire UFO field invited to the JPL program called the Cassini Project. Cassini was the first nuclear-powered uh, rocket we sent into space, and they sent me an invitation from one of my doctors. I said, "What? what why are they doing this? Is crazy?" This was out JPL at, at their offices and uh, in Pasadena, California. So I went. I, I went, of course, and amazing presentation brilliant presentation and when it was over they said mr sims they said they asked does anybody got any questions and of course they knew i wouldn't have any because this thing was so far above my pay grade that you know it was it was deep and i said i have a question they said yes mr sims and i said uh the jpl is responsible for pilot putting these projects together non-manned programs before NASA gets involved to put a man program. And you did that beautifully on the moon. And then we left the moon and then we went over to Mars. You're doing the same thing on Mars. Wow, fantastic. Everybody's so impressed. We're proud of what you've done. I want to know what you did, what you found in the Jovian system or Saturn or near there that made you drop for all practical purposes, your work on the moon and on Mars and head off with this first nuclear packaged spacecraft to the Jovian system in that area. And it, you could have heard a pen drop in that entire, there must have been 2,000 people in there. You could have heard a pen drop on the floor. And all of a sudden he says, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We've got free drinks and, and gifts for everyone in the back. And he just looked at me and sneered, you know. So, Darrell, where are they located? Under the ocean? In ah, mountains? Take the, take the hint. The first hint. The Cassini Project. <clears throat> where, where is Cassini? Oh, that's one of the rings of Saturn. So they're on Saturn. Hmm. And Norm Bergstrom, a scientist at NASA, wrote a book called Ring Makers of Saturn. Hmm. I wonder if there's a, it's a big stretch, I'm sure, but I, I'm just guessing here and guess where that rocket is uh, flying around and checking everybody out in the, in the Jovian and, and, and around Saturn. It, why would they name it the Cassini missile? Because that's the Cassini ring that they're, where they're sitting right now. According to Norm Bergstrom, before he passed away, he wrote a remarkable book called Ring Makers of Saturn. Cost you several hundred bucks to buy, or you can get it free on the internet if you uh, just sh you know shop around a little bit. And in that, he said he wrote the book Ringmakers of Saturn. He said because they are the ones making the rings, and they're right there in the Cassini ring. So I wanted to go back to you said they were here on Earth and had uh, human DNA. That's why I said where are they when they're on Earth? That's ah, what, what I meant. Okay, so. Uh, the question is, they're, they're in different locations. I, do, I think they are. My biggest statement for the last 40 years uh, is based on uh, two reasonings. Number one, Native American. Cliff uh, 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 Mahoney says, you know, what nationality are you? I said, well, we're, I said 45% of people taken in these abduction events are Native American, Indian, Irish, Celtic, Scottish. They are. And I said, Scottish, Irish, and uh, Native American. And, what's uh, out? It's, it's, what, it's what tribe? And I said, uh, I said, well, I said, the uh, our enemies used to call us the Cherokee. 
I said, they're so stupid, they still do. I said, we are the, uh, uh, we are the Anayunwea, we're the principal people. All American, Native American tribes call themselves the unique ones or the special ones, the first people and so on and so on. It's just a, a, a deal. But anyway, I said, uh, uh, <clears throat> when you listen to the Native American tales and the history, you can learn uh, quite a bit about the alien phenomena just simply by uh, listening. One of the things they'll tell you, and, and when I was on a TV program several years ago, <clears throat> they said, where do you think the aliens are actually, why don't we not seeing UFOs, uh, 500 of them come down every hour, you know, the, all these abductions. That's because a lot of them are not coming from the sky. <clears throat> They're coming from the water. Yeah. I said, okay. most Native Americans know that, that know anything about their own history. The UFOs tra traverse underwater in the rivers and in the Great Lakes and so on, and ocean and so on, different places. Uh, if, if I've been to uh, done investigations in Puerto Rico, and everybody in Puerto Rico will tell you they, they come out of the water, they come out mm -hmm. of the lakes there and so on. I mean, this is something we've known for a long time. Uh, or suspected anyway. And uh, I think that's a big truth. I think that's the best place to hide without anybody locating you. And uh, when the Tic Tacs showed up and things like that, uh, where did they go? It's Underwater. Sure. And, so also, uh, I'm sorry. There are other places too, in my opinion. They're also located on the moon. The uh, According to, again, I'm, quoted, I'm not talking UFO people. I'm talking scientists at NASA. Uh, you can look this up on the internet, and and the NASA scientist, he's the top NASA geologist, Farouk El-Baz is his name. He's a NASA geologist, and he stated, you know, he said, one of the amazing things we found on the moon, isn't that interesting that no one ever showed a photograph of any of it, it's one of the things we found were enormously tall spires all over the moon. Yeah, They don't seem to be made out of the same mara or sand or materials that we're looking at. He said, and some of them are higher than the tallest buildings we have, sometimes four and five times. Well, they can the stay there on the moon. <laughs> exactly. So I wonder why none of those pictures showed up on the moon photographs. Well, they are probably are on them. I know Mike Barra was on the show a couple of times and he had shown um, pictures of uh, different kinds of creatures or they scrub they, them out. On out of the the moon. What's that, well, John? If, if, if they people, scrub them out of the pictures. They of remove. course they do. They that we have one of my abductees actually saw them do that it, right here at NASA. They scrub them out of the, the uh, airbrush. Yeah, they, they remove them from the pictures. But why? Why would they move remove them? Why? Why? Because there aren't any aliens on the moon. Don't you know that? But why won't they? What? Why? What? Because there aren't any. That's the same reason when they find bones of giants that are ten, twelve feet tall. The, the, the Smithsonian will get rid of those and they don't tell you about I them. Well, I wonder why it, they It all has that. to fit a certain box <clears throat> that they made. Hey, and, John. Yeah. Before we get off this program, ask me about giants. Okay. I got a big, I I got a big one for you. I right. got a big giant for you. This well, is you're gonna like. besides, you're gonna like besides, besides the UFOs, story. you know, hiding in the waters, which I totally believe, 
Yes, sir. Doesn't water give them a, like more energy, more power to their crafts and stuff? Uh, I don't know that. I can't prove that. I, as a former police officer and private investigator in the state of Texas, I, I, rele I relegate my my information to what I know, what I think, and what I believe is all different. And okay. uh, so I, I tell people what I, uh, in other words, I, I like to tell you things I can go to court with. Yeah. In other words, if I have to walk in, uh, 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 this, uh, I don't mean this in a pejorative way, uh, but a, a ufologist is very famous one. Uh, <clears throat> told me one day, he said, well, me and Bud Hopkins are doing all this research. And I said, well, actually, that's not true. Bud's doing all the work. You're just riding off of his coattail. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying you don't do anything. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just you're just a good spokesman. Yeah, for, I mean, for Sean's question there, I mean, they have been seen hovering over water, kind of sucking it up. Maybe they use the hydrogen, who knows? <laughs> but, you know, in order to move so quickly through water and space, they've got to be doing something else around the, the skin of it with positive and negative, yes. you know, neutrons, so that you could just, as you move, it moves everything out of your way. You know, and that's what... There's nothing positive, in the way. There's nothing yeah, Positive and negative would, would move it right out of the way. That's, Absolutely. You know, Probably excellent, excellent, excellent idea. That's uh, it's 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 really good. We yeah. have to take a short break to mention our sponsors. Our sponsor, okay. is Carnation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Carnation, for sponsoring <coughs> the second hour of Chasing Prophecy. Make sure you get some Carnation's essentials. Daryl's drinking Carnation right there. I know they all <laughs> they also make Jenny. They also have a brownie mix. They do. Our, yes, they do. And they when did they get the brownie? Store. When did I, they get the brownie mix? I don't know. I'm gonna have to buy you one and give it to you. I haven't seen I see any it. in the store. Oh, yeah. Where do you see it at? Shop and save. It's shop and save. Well, Giant Eagle don't have it because I would have well, seen it. I, that's a cuss word in my book now. Okay, so. we won't Giant talk Eagle. about Giant so, Eagle. So, Daryl, with the Native American stories, do you know those two? rangers that uh, uh you know they became kind of famous the navajo rangers yeah those two guys yeah yeah stan and john yeah i know them both they yeah. fact, uh one of them writes uh, texts me all the time he texted me the other day he said happy birthday and i said only an indian would say something like that to somebody <laughs> like me you know and we'd laugh and call each other names and stuff and it, it, it's just uh, it, it's get we get tribal occasionally do you but, get, uh, what's your good best story? Yeah, what's your best native story of a case? Uh, anything really weird or strange? Um, well, uh, let's see. Um, uh, uh, one of my abductees up is Cree Indian. She's up in uh, Canada, and uh, uh, of course, the the COVID thing has just absolutely just destroyed a lot of our work up there, simply because we can't get up there. And uh, you can't do our work, and I mean that they. <clears throat> this is just terrible what they've done to those folks. So uh, we've got some great cases there, implant cases and other things. Uh, there, you know, you always hear these stories. Well, all the native people believe. No, that that's not true. Native people are as different as Texans are from the Mexicans to Pennsylvanians. That they're kind of like the same, but they ain't. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if you go to England, I guarantee you the Welsh. The Scots, the Irish, all of them are totally different. 
And mm -hmm. if you speak with that accent, oh, you are going to yeah. get vilified places. And, and I mean, it's just the way it works. Uh, so um, we have uh, a number of cases that, uh, that are in Canada we would love to pursue, but with COVID is absolutely, and that uh, Justin Trudeau is absolutely mm. a tyrant, in my opinion. Yep. It's, break, it's breaking my heart. Um, do you think they're ever going to actually come forward and say, "Okay, we're we're aliens"? Ever? No, ma'am. No, ma so why do you, Why don't you think that? Um, well, fifty years of history, first of all, <clears throat> actually more. But uh, uh, the old statement: uh, "Why don't they land on the White House lawn?" Um, and all that. I said, "Well, I said uh, when it's they flew over the, it's restricted airspace." That's when they flew over the Capitol building. In 1952, I said uh, they did that for a week. Well, didn't Valley and Thor do that? <laughs> oh, I, I actually have the the <laughs> the flight logs from the pilots that actually flew up against the UFOs in 1952. Okay. I have those logs and their you testimony. Do. I would love to. And uh, that. not only that, but we had three anti-aircraft roving anti-aircraft batteries on the ground because the true story is we thought we were being attacked by aliens from other yeah that's that's the truth well how it. come that really what why don't they i don't understand because i've seen the old clippings from the newspapers because all they saw all that all it was really up there with a bunch of ionized air and light but mm. it's just your mind playing tricks on well you. they they said it was uh heat inversions of like car <clears throat> lights the heat inversion through the car yeah. lights into the sky mm -hmm. and that's what it was and, it and that's why they had three roving anti-aircraft batteries yeah. roving around the uh and, the pre and President Truman issued the shoot him down order, which still stands. If you, no. can't, if you can't talk him down, shoot him down. So the first thing I thought of is, well, I'm the pilot. How do I communicate with him? You know, if they don't speak English, how do, how do I, how do I, I ask? speak Wachi or something else? Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the, the true story behind one of the pilots who came forward and uh, on, on film and told the whole story and I, I have his flight logs he was there that night he yeah. was he he did the job and when he got back he he and his co-pilot were uh, were put in two different rooms well there were four of them they, they put them in different rooms they said now what happened tell us exactly and which of course as typical military people we do what we're supposed to we told them the truth and after that they looked at those men and said no you didn't now here's what happened yeah and you're going to sign an agreement and they place a document in front of them says exactly the same thing so that's exactly what happened isn't it lieutenant and he said uh he said we all were threatened he said everybody stayed in but me he said i i gave up my uh, commission and he said nobody threatens me sends me up against something like that and then turn around and tells me i didn't see anything and lie about it he said i'm not doing that yeah. he said so i got out and became a, a, a pilot for a major airline and when i finally uh, retired he said that's why i contacted you he said i want to tell the whole story and he did all of it daryl can can in hot pursuit can a police car or a helicopter enter a reservation in hot pursuit or they're not allowed uh that's that's a real touchy subject i i had a uh uh, uh, one of the things I do as a private investigator is bounty hunting. Mm 
And uh, this group called me and said, uh, and they said, we need for you to go get this guy for us. I said, why is that? And he said, because uh, you're native and so is he. And I said, okay, well, what's the problem? He said, well, we think he's on the reservation and we can't, we could, we can't touch that. And I said, I understand. And I said, okay, uh, that's real touchy ground. I said, it's highly likely he's not on the res. It's likely because of charges against him, which were two major federal charges, uh, automatic weapons and uh, drugs. And I said, it's highly likely he's already left the state. <clears throat> in fact, we later, we found a guy up in, uh, in Indiana and brought him back and, and got him. But uh, when you talk reservations, first of all, you, there's two, two things. There's a state reservation and there's a federal reservation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Federal, the answer is not, in most cases, no, you're not going anywhere. <clears throat> you're going to go up there and ask them. And they, if they want to, they may let you in. Likely they won't, but they might. Uh, on the state reservation, the rules are a little different. But the point is, in my case, uh, uh, I just developed a couple of uh, confidential informants, which were relatives of his, and uh, I knew he wasn't on the, on the res anyway. Yeah. But I got the job and got paid more for it because he was native. Well, you know what my thought was? I, I, it's, there's a UFO. It's a scout ship. It's not the big one. And it's picked up, and we have helicopters, uh, you know, a jet. If I was the UFO, I would go on to the reservation knowing they can't pursue. I mean, they're, they're, they're not we, stupid. They're smart. <laughs> we have we have um, ways of dealing with that and have. And uh, it's not a problem if it lands on the reservation. It, it isn't going to make any difference. Yeah. It isn't. Because first of all, we weren't there. You didn't see it. And uh, you do like your job, right? Yeah. You do you do like your happiness yeah it can can we I, contribute to that in some way i ask i have a question um and i ask every ufologist mufon person on our show and i'm going to ask you why is the government not uh, telling us everything what is so secretive about them just keeping it back well i i, I think i think we got half of the Half, half of the, yeah, I say half, I don't know that to be true. I'm guessing. There's a good portion of people in the, in the industry, in the intelligentsia, that do want this stuff out. That's why you're seeing a lot of it show up in Congress. They're leaking records. Okay. I have, I want to ask you this. I'm going to show you something. Wait, wait, don't, leave, don't leave this point yet. The my, other half, the other half is they're not, they're not, these other guys, we are not going to do it. Not now, not ever. And if they're in charge and in power, they're never going to give you anything that as I told uh, Nick Pope, when we were in a presentation uh, about the federal government and uh, I said, Nick, I said, uh, you can tell anybody you want to about anything you want about what you did in M MOD. I said, but uh, you're talking to XCIA here. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't play those games with me. I said, I know better. I said, I'm telling you that I said, we have been waiting for you guys for 70 years to show up with a congressional record, armed guards and the whole nine yard, do all of it. We've got a story that's so good. 
You're gonna love it. It's it's better than the uh, air than the uh, uh, the the air, the air balloons of, of Roswell. It's yeah. a lot better than that. But well, I guarantee well, you're gonna buy it, and it's not true either. I said, li listen to me carefully. I said I'm ex CIA. When I was in, what do you think our job was to do? You hired us to lie to you and to the world. We did. Yep. It's a weather balloon. <coughs> haven't, haven't you? Haven't you figured that out? So now, so now you got the Pentagon with their group AARO, <laughs> and I just read. You know, I guess it's been out for a year or so. There's a lab called the Enigma Lab that's trying to take over all of the UFO reporting and they've approached MUFON with a huge dollar figure to take your reports to MUFON. Follow the money. The money, yeah. And, and you guess what? Last week, MUFON's board meeting was in D.C. That doesn't happen. I wonder why that happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. I and love then, MUFON. I love a lot of people in MUFON. I'm not a politician and I never get political with them. But uh, it's your organization. Do whatever you want. But uh, you guys were infiltrated long ago by the FBI and others, and now they're doing it with money. I, I think that I think what the easy. offer the offer is going to be: we're going to take this over, and that'll push Mufon into the fringes. Or mm -hmm. you can join us. The reports that come in through you come to us, and a lot of people think they do already. And then you stay relevant as Mufon and the pentagon because we're going to do you. it without you and you're going to be you're going to be like nightcap <laughs> oh. 2000, 2000 cases worldwide mufon doesn't have any of them yeah it, it just it blows my mind because like people like bob lazar and they just they don't get any no one believes them or if they do believe them they they shut them off and they they shut them down i totally and agree then, with you and whenever you're in possession of evidence like i have like lazar has mm -hmm. seen and other things, you're you're going to have these people. Um, uh, Lazar's case, in his case, has been pretty sketchy in yeah. some respects. It has, and questionable. And uh, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of things that are weird about his case. Yeah, but the fact is, is he's also telling the truth. Also. I think he is, but I think he is, and I think that it's scary as hell. And I just can't understand why he, no one ever. They shut them down or they come out missing. Um, some of these UFOlogists, you know, they they report and they they come out and they're whistleblowers and all of a sudden they're gone or they committed suicide or no one can find them. It's just, it's, why? Why, why, why? I don't understand. What's the big deal? Let, them, let us know about it. Is it are they afraid that we're going to panic? Well, I, mean, I was recently approached by a man at the, Quinault uh, Reservation uh, a year, year and a half ago, I guess. And I was speaking out there and uh, he listened to my presentation and he's a very high tech guy, very high tech. And, uh, and I said, why are we talking? He said, uh, well, he said, I, I we said, well, I, I've listened to you. And he said, I don't think you're afraid of anybody. And I said, well, that, that may be stupid, but but I, 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 I understand your viewpoint. He told me you're a fourth degree black belt and you do all this and you're a male macho and everything. I said, well, I, if only my wife believed all that. And uh, we laughed and, and he finally says, <laughs> it's really hilarious. He says, uh, 
Because why are we talking? What? Why are you? I'm nobody. Go talk to the MUFON people and all these other folks. And he says, you're the only person that in, inaugurated contact between the alien and us. And it worked. And mm -hmm. I said, that is true. That's that happened in 1992. It's called a double mass abduction of eight people in two states and several cities. And uh, we, it, it's a case beyond understanding. And I guarantee you, the, the, you know the amazing thing about that case? All of the seven aliens we talked about, all the seven models were lined up in front of a guy sitting in a big chair who was in charge of all of them. And he's not the alien. He's probably somebody point. Yeah. He's one of the ones that made Hatch Cloner manufactured them. Mm. And they all they wanted to know was they picked up my senior investigator, my primary, uh, my, my senior investigator who was a, a, an engineer. And <clears throat> he said, it's really interesting how they do things, Darrell. And I said, I think I know, Dale. And he says, when I walked in the room, Instantly, he said a particular alien was standing, a different type of entity. And he said, and he made all the information available to anybody, everybody at one time. And he said, your picture, all the information, everything came up in my head at one time. And, and he, and the head guy sitting in the big chair, who everybody in that room was terrified of, terrified is the word. They asked the question, big guy sitting in the chair said, why did he do this? And Dale looked at, was stunned. He said, uh, he said, then I realized that point. That's why we were all abducted here. They want to know how you did it and why you did it. And I said, sure. I said, because they function like an intelligence community. I said, I often wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm. I said, when I started learning some of the trade craft in the CIA, I realized, man, this is, this is alien stuff. This is the same stuff they do, deceiving <clears> their own kind. And, you know, and living in fear and all that. I mean, this is insane. So anyway, uh, he said, uh, I told him I didn't know. And he said, he got furious. And he said, he was, he said, I mean, tell you, all, all the entities standing there in line in front of him were uh, behind me. He said they were shaking because he could at any moment in their life easily, I mean, terminated. That's the society they live in. They don't live in a society like you and I. And we and us trying to say, oh, they're like us. They're just different. They just have a different body, and that's all. It just ain't true. If you haven't been there, you don't know. You know he's reading stories. These people are often, their stories are laced with screen memory. They don't know. But anyway, the big guy, uh, uh, the, it, it, even the Nordic was, uh, was nervous. He walked over. Dale stands 6'2", the Nordic was 6'6", uh, six, six, and he dipped down close to him and put his hands on Dale's face like this and stuck his beautiful blue eyes right up there next to Dale's eyes and looked back at the big guy sitting in the chair and said, he's telling the truth. Now, isn't it amazing that the guy who's millions of light years ahead of us can't tell whether he's telling the truth or not? Hmm. He needs the Nordic to tell him that. Hmm. And then the, I'll, I'll say this last thing. This is important. This will blow you away. This is an old case, by the way. Old case. This guy produced a holographic image of human brain in front of Dale hmm. and everybody. And he told Dale, 
two things. He asked him two big questions before he let him go. He said, what is Project Prometheus? Hmm. Fascinating. That's a military question. That's an intelligence operation question. Why would they be asking that? Mm -hmm. They know everything, don't they? They're a million y'all light years ahead of No, they're not. No, they're not. And the second question, he he told Dale to point in the head there at the human brain. He said, point to the human soul. Duh. And Dale <clears> says, but <throat> no one really knows where that's at. And the guy got mad again, furious, and dismissed Dale out of the room. In the other room was a lady that I programmed for this whole action. And they had her in the same room doing the same thing with her. And they asked her the same question where they produced a holographic image. She said, I, I'm going to call it a computer screen because I don't know what it was. I'm going to say computer because I, that's the only thing I know to call it. Hmm. And there was a human brain on it. And he told me to point to the human spirit. They wanted to know where it was located. Yeah. They had no idea. It's in the yeah. back of the head and down the spine. It's not just the head. It runs down the spinal cord. Maybe I'll tell them to get you next because yeah. they, they want to know that real bad. Oh, God bless them, man. I, I would be talking his, I, oh, my God. I saw be, something once. <laughs> and be getting drunk. It was about three feet long. It was semi, it was mostly transparent. And, uh, you know, it moved. To, I have that home theater. You, you saw that in the, yes, the movie yes. room. It moved across. We we're watching a movie. It moved across the light like that, like a fish. Yes about three feet long and and i had read this somewhere also the soul lodges in your brain has to be in your brain but also down your nervous system and your spinal cord and that made a lot of sense no i always thought body. it was at your uh what do you call that right there third eye. Third third eye. yeah there's another name for it they're all kinds they're all kinds of okay before we go on i just want to say i want to show you something that my son played today he tried to scare me Okay, I want to see. Will this ever happen? Do you ever think in our lifetime will we ever experience this? So I just want to play it real quick. Let I should make be part of that Pentagon group. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me make sure. Can you see that? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna play. It. I'm gonna play it. I'm surprised you guys have it. Uh -oh, where to go? Shoot, I just lost it. Oh my god. I Is see it. it? I can't. I can't see it though. Just okay. hit in the middle. It'll play. No, I can't see it anymore. Where'd it go? Oh, how did it disappear on my end? Wait, here. Aliens. I found it. I found it. I found it. You ready? Yeah. Those old fashioned ones have a Can you hear it? big chunk. Yeah. And then you chunk okay. it over to 150 to 110. I'm always around 100, then you move up to 140, 145. And good morning. We have an NBC News special report. We have breaking news coming from the U.S. This critical message is being delivered by the emergency alert system. This is not a test. We interrupt regular scheduled programming to notify you of an imminent threat to national security and public safety.
I took it off. Well, there was something there. And it's what was anymore. it? They removed it, they removed it. Okay, it was an alien um, invasion, huh. and it was. I, I can't believe they took it off. Do you could it be Project Blue Beam? Blue Beam. Well, the 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 first of all, uh, it is amazing to me that the entire airport system was shut down for at least a day on two different occasions. Uh, that's impossible. The only way that could happen is someone would have to hack the entire airport system so that no flights flew that entire day. How does that happen? Somebody mm -hmm. hacked the system. Uh, Biden was asked the question the other day, President Biden was asked the question <clears throat> about if we have we been hacked certain things. And of course, he said, no, he just looked down and just looked. No, well, the fact is, if we were hacked, I promise you, if a hacker did that, Chinese or otherwise, they were paid off immediately. And uh, that you'd never know about it. They're never going to let you know that. Right. That's never going to happen. It didn't but happen. I don't understand. I don't understand. I was going to show you this. We're not live. We're recording today. Okay? We're recording. And they took it off. But I wanted to show you. Yep, they, I, removed, I, they removed I, the end of it, yeah. Well, I don't understand because I had I just was when I stopped the share, I could play it. Yeah. Well, so, could you still have a link that you saved and they already went back and edited that out? How do they do that? It's pretty neat stuff, isn't it? Uh, if yeah, you think it's, that, if you think it's that, scary it, though. It's scary. NSA is how should I say this? NSA is more powerful than the Central Intelligence Agency. Mm -hmm. It is uh, about eight times the size, and I promise you, they can do all kinds of things. They have a budget that's so huge, Congress is not even allowed to look into it. That will scare people half to death. What I'm going to do is I want you guys to watch it, and I'm going to send it to you. Um, Good. I'd love can, to see it. I, I want it. Love, I don't know. Please do. It's, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to send it to you guys because it just kind of blows my mind to how – I'll be glad Wait. to comment about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, and especially if they get better. Are they showing aliens there? In no, there it's it's in a it's a mock an alien. It's like a national alert system, but it actually goes across the screen and is telling you what kind of aliens, what kind of ship, what kind of UFO it is, and it, there it's going across the um, ticker on the and they took it off and I'm. Weird. I, I, I'd love to see it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna send it right now because it kind <laughs> of freaked good. me out. Yeah, do it. Do it before it gets get completely away from if, you. Yeah, before I'm gonna forward it to you. I'll forward sure. it to all you guys. Sure. So, so Daryl, you got the name Alien Hunter. Did you pick that? Did they give it to you? Or <laughs> how how close have you come to catching an actual alien? But where'd the name come from, Alien Hunter? Two great questions. Uh, I was in, uh, in 1992, I was in, um, uh, 90, 92 or 94, uh, was in, uh, Atlanta, uh, doing a presentation for, uh, uh, a journalist and, and she interviewed me and she says, wait, oh my God, you, 
while you hunt them, while you're the alien hunter. <laughs> and I said, I do for a pact. I said, I hunt them that hunted me and later hunted my son. I said, it's one thing for you to mess with me. I'll get over it. I'm a big guy. You come after my children and I will hunt you down. I don't care where you think you're from yeah. and I'll catch you and put you on display. So the second answer, answer your question is <clears throat> I took my senior investigator, the one that, <laughs> this is sad, the one that was in the mass abduction that got, <laughs> he got outed. <laughs> he gets, he gets abducted every year in, in uh, Colorado on vacation up in the snowmass wilderness. I said, gosh, Dale, such a waste not to uh, participate in your event. He said, what do you mean? I said, uh, we'd like to attend. So I took seven investigators up there, all trained by me. And we stayed there for a week. One of them was a, a captain of a commercial airline, uh, was American Airlines, what it was at the time. And uh, he stayed awake all night long, sitting next to the tent where the bait was, which was my senior investigator. Because they get him every year, every year. He said, without, he said, and I don't have to imagine that or tell you that. He said, I took a, a, a tight end, a Texas, a Texas Tech tight end football player up there one year. And uh, he heard something in the middle of the night, opened his tent, looked outside, and aliens stand there looking at him. Just get get back in the tent. Mm. He was an abductee too and didn't even know it, didn't remember it. Mm. But he said, I saw Dale being taken into the craft. Oh. He said, I saw it with my own eyes. And Dale never said a word because Dale didn't want him to know. He didn't want to influence him. He went in the next morning, he kept looked at Dale and finally said, They were here, weren't they? They took you last night. I saw them take you. And so on and so on. And so I talked to the guy that tied in. Later, and uh, when I was talking, his hand kept doing this all the time he was talking. And I said, uh, you have a phobia? And he said, I do. And I said, uh, I'm very good at getting rid of phobias. Why don't you talk to me about that? He said, well, it's just, it's a childhood thing. I said, tell me about it. He said, well, I just, I just, I'm, he said, this is terrible. He said, I'm so embarrassed. I'm a tight end at Texas Tech. I have to go, when I get up to go to the bathroom in the night, he said, I have to look under the door to make sure nobody's in there. Oh, geez. I said, why do you think that is? And he said, I don't know. I said, listen to me carefully. Listen to the sound of my voice. And immediately he went into trance and he said, I got him to the door. And the problem was he opened it one night without looking under the door. And there it was waiting for him. Hmm. It scared him half to death yeah, again a very rich these are it's a rich kid this these are not poor folks who uh on drugs and whatever i mean he is he's got his daddy's got the money mm. he didn't want his dad or anybody to know about nothing you know daryl you and i should be part of this pentagon group as a from a civilian standpoint thank we would, you we would drive them crazy because yeah you I would, would I would, well, the short knows I'd have so many out of the box questions. I, they, they'd commit suicide. <laughs> well, yeah. they've done all kinds of things to, to get contact. One of the things the Central Intelligence Agency did years ago, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, was they actually used uh, people who were skilled in demonism 
Oh, geez. To, to contact them. Yeah, well, well yeah, some, some degree I'll be of there. success. I, I want to go there that. with you a little bit, Daryl. I got a question here. You see our society changing rapidly the last five, six, seven, eight years, right? Do you believe, and even from a Native American standpoint, that the, the entities of old, the gods of old, you know, that whatever the natives would, would, you know, they had a, you know, a god of the air, water, all of that. Right. But, you know, you had the Egyptian gods, you had the Norse gods in, in you know, ancient Samaria and Babylon, you know, Baal, uh, you know, all of those people, the Romans. I've always said that they were, they were worshiping fallen angels and demonic spirits because there was supernatural power there. It all got driven away with the birth of Jesus and the spread of Christianity. It drove it out of most of at least Western civilization. But you see over the last few years, the far left and the progressives are trying to drive Christianity out, right? That is and, unfortunately and, true. And, but what is the result? What I see is the return of those demonic gods that were around 2000 years ago it certainly seems like they're coming back and this this country is is imploding morally with our belief systems everything you ever were told was wrong now is right and i think i think it's the return of these gods and what does that say about aliens are they really demonic entities or are they creatures from some other place or dimension uh it's a, it's a great question really and, and anybody who studies the ufo phenomena and does not uh study the uh spiritual aspects of mm -hmm. the possibilities of this is missing the barn by 15 yards yep. because mm -hmm. uh and i i talked to i'm a christian and a, a lot of christians i know uh, they really don't know much about uh the alien phenomena and and nor do they know a lot about demons or anything I teach a class on angels, demons, ghosts, and uh, and uh, angelics, and mm -hmm. the different signatures each one of them have. Mm -hmm. They're as different as night and day. You don't and think that they're fallen angels, the uh, alien no, 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 uh, entities? No. no, let me let me let me give you my short version of it. The uh, the when you study the alien, you realize that they're hatch clone made and manufactured by somebody. The question is who? And these aliens mutilate people. I've got cases of human mutilation right here in the United States, not Brazil and other places. Right here, two children is a good example. Uh, uh, they treat you either really good or really bad. It depends on what they're instructed to do. It's that simple. That's uh, that's not a it's not, not, I'm not being ugly or mean here to the alien. I'm just simply uh, giving you the facts of what we, what we find. And um, I think in the, in the hierarchy of all, of all that we know, and I've studied ancient religions and I've got friends that are scholars that speak Sumerian, speak uh, Ugartic, et cetera, et cetera, and can read cuneiform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot smarter than I'll ever be. And, uh, and we have discussed this at great length. And, uh, and uh, in fact, some of the scholars came to me privately and said, we want to know what you know, because you're making sense. And we, and I said, give me an example. And he said, 
this one scholar, he's really a wonderful guy, he said, uh, I know the, the chupacabra is real. I said, yeah, but I said, the problem is you can't find it in the Bible. He said, that's true. He said, that's the problem I have. I said, but, I said my friend, I said, toilet paper's not in the Bible either. <laughs> it doesn't make it evil or wrong or anything. I said, the fact is the chupacabra, if you want to call it that, actually is in the Bible. It's in the book of Proverbs. What? And I said, uh, I said, uh, this stuff is real. I said, I've got one in my refrigerator and in my, in my, I've got a secondary freezer where we keep UFO evidence and uh, whatever the thing is, I've got one. <laughs> I said, he's there. I mean, I don't have to guess, wonder if it's true or I'm not going to talk to somebody like Jaime Masson and, and let him tell me what the, what the genealogy of anything is because he doesn't have a clue. Hmm. And I like him. He's a nice guy and all that. But the, my point is that, that just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean that you know anything. I've done this work for over 50 years, and I, I did not start with a <coughs> quote-unquote religious outlook. I started with all these hats, looking at everything from the scientific point of view, from the psychological point of view, I took all the other avenues first. I figured this is probably going to lead to where I've come today, and it has. And the fact is, you can't ignore it. And to use the words of Dr. Jacques Vallée, who is not a Christian, he said, when you look at these so-called surgeries done on some of these abductees, it is similar to things that were done in the 12th and 13th century by demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. That's his statement, not mine. Uh, John Keel, he said, these are ultra-terrestrials. He said, there's something else going on. What w- the, the problem, like this scholar had, is, uh, is he can't make the connections because uh, this is going to sound awful, and I don't mean it to sound this way. You don't want to let your religion or your religious views, which may be limited, to define all of reality for you because you don't know. It doesn't mean that the Bible and things like that aren't true. I think they are. But if you don't know much about it, how in the world are you some kind of an expert? I mean, I don't get that. Well, I believe in the Bible or I believe in Sumerian. I believe in Sitchin. So therefore, everything they say is correct. Sitchin was proven to be a 100% liar. Mm -hmm. He, He doesn't even know Sumerian. Yeah, he misinterpreted all that. of the he, he misinterpreted all of the uniform symbols. Either he did that accidentally. Yeah, he did, accidentally he made that mistake, or he did it on purpose. Right. Now, if he did it as an accident, he's not a Sumerian scholar. I actually got Art Bell to agree to bring Sitchin and Dr. Mike Heiser, another Sumerian scholar, on the radio together uh, on Art Bell program. You know what Sitchin's crew said? Hmm. That'll never happen. We'll never allow him to go on there. Well, why would you not do that when you're going to have a proctor that you both agree with? Michael Heiser would eat him alive. For lunch, easily. And he's not doing too well right now. No, he's very, very very sick. He he may pass within a week or two. God bless him. He's a wonderful man. Wonderful man. Yeah, I've but asked my, him so many my, questions that he's answered. The, the, the point is that, from my perspective, to answer the young lady's question here, uh, uh, out of respect for her, is uh, that uh, angels, if, if I'm using a generic term because 
a lot of people are not going to understand this if we if we get in, involved in Hebrew and other languages. Angels, quote unquote, from God are his family. Mm-hmm. Angels are the family of God. Mm-hmm. The fallen angels are the family of God. Thank you. They fell, Thank you. but they all yes. were the family of God. Right. All of them were. They fell. I agree with all that. I, and I, yeah, I, I, get, I get it. I totally understand that. But I'm telling you, whenever my nine events, I was abducted approximately nine times. The last event was number 10. What came into my room, I've never described them to anyone for, for a lot of reasons, because people always say, just tell me. I won't tell anybody. I see it'll be on the internet in 10 minutes. That's then I'll get have everybody in the world writing. Oh, yeah, me too. I experienced that, but a lot bigger and better. Mm. I'm not interested. And it's one I've had a half a dozen people walk up to me at the conference and say, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly. Oh, they were on a, a long table in white uniforms and, and the long white hair. And I said, you've been watching too much Star Trek stuff. Mm. <laughs> I said, you're not even close. If you had been better just to make it up and guessed. As the fact is, I said there were five of them. There were three different entities, and I promise you they were not there friendly, and they were not there to take me on the spaceship to seize the reticuli. Daryl, mm. I have a question. Yes, Why, sir. Um, we got to get to Giants before we run out yeah. of Okay, don't let me forget that. You're going to like All this. Right. 15 just, minutes. You have 15 minutes. Relax, John. It, you know, we're going to talk. No, it's my turn. You know, yeah. I just let y'all have the floor for a long time. Hurry, you know? hurry. I well, no, maybe I'll just take my <laughs> but no, Daryl. Yes, sir. Um, when aliens abduct people, are they a certain type of person or are they just random? I sure like your questions. I really like your questions. Thank you. Uh, there are six reasons the alien takes you, in my opinion. Uh, at least uh, six reasons. I'm going to set this down here. I had to move because I was running out of battery. So I had to plug in again. Uh, there are six reasons the alien take you. They may have take you for a thousand reasons, but there are six I'm comfortable with. The, uh, I'll give it to you in three sets of twos. <clears throat> the first two is spiritual and psychical. Now, let me clarify that crystal clear here. They're not interested and how psychic or how spiritual you are. They could care less. They don't care if you're Billy Graham. They don't care if you're Gene Dixon. They don't care. What they are interested in, and if, if, you, if you're into, this, into, into hardcore research about UFOs and this phenomenon, consciousness, then you already know some of this, or you suspect it. <clears throat> They're interested in if you fall in the category of either spiritual unusual spiritual or psychical ability i'm not talking about you're a psychic or i'm not saying how good you are they don't care how good you are they care the the thing they notice about you is that you don't process like other people yeah. in spiritual or psychical things you don't you don't the second group the uh the people who are uh, science and technical is the second group of two. These people are who these people learn or uh, pick up things amazingly fast uh, 
sometimes without even being taught. And they don't care how smart you are. It's not your IQ. They don't care about that. We've got my senior investigator, Dale, he's got an IQ genius. I, no question about that. They don't care about him. They can care less. They, give a, they don't care. It's the fact you process differently than other people. Even different than psychics and spiritual people. And you process differently than uh, the science and technical. And one of my friends is an abductee. One of them removed an implant from first two surgeries. He said, well, there ain't nothing special about me. He looked like Grizzly Adams with this big overalls and everything on the big, huge beard and everything, bald head. And he said, there ain't nothing unusual about me. And I said, you go feed that stuff to whoever you want to. You're a computer genius, and you and I both know it. And you're completely self-taught. I said, like I said, you go feed it to them. I know better. I know you. I know all my abductees. I know who they are. The third group, the second group, third group is a group of two, which is physical and psychological learned. These are people who learn physical things and or psychological things with little or no training. And there was a, a Dr. Carla Turner and her husband were present before she passed away back in, uh, in the conference in uh, Laughlin. And this lady stood up in the middle of in the conference screaming, Robert, you're a liar. And I said, uh, oh, no, I'm not lying at all. I said, I'm just telling you what we find. And I said, we process differently. And she's, prove it. And I said, well, I have a third degree black belt. I have a fourth now. Uh, third degree black belt in the, the martial arts in uh, Shotokan and uh, Gojiru. And she says, lots of people got black belts. And I said, yes, ma'am, that's true. <clears throat> but it's not like some belt systems like you can pay your pay for your belt in advance and <clears throat> get promoted. I said, uh, have you ever fought a or ever seen Shotokan or Kyokushin Kai people fight? I said, you might win, but they're going to take a piece of you with them. These are tough people. And I said, I've never had an instructor yet to this day. Well, what else? And I said, I have two instructorships in scuba diving. So lots of people got instructorships in scuba diving. I said, I've instructorship in SSI and P Patty. I said, I've never passed a basic course in scuba. I said, you have to wonder at some point, how is he doing all this weird stuff? It's not because Daryl's smarter than everybody. That is just not the answer. The problem is Daryl processes differently than other people. And I do. Do you think maybe that maybe because you guys process things different that you maybe you're hybrid of some kind of alien that you're nah. part of them? No. Nah. But nah. The, how about the fact that we've both been so-called touched by something? Does that change the way you view things or your oh, of ability? Yes. It sure. opens your mind up sure. in a way. I sure. think so. Uh, the, the, we, we call this the chicken or egg theory. Uh, when people get abducted, they become psychic or yeah. more open or attuned or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Their chakras open or something. Something happens. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, that, I said, but li listen to me carefully. I said, the aliens come a long, long way to get what you have. He didn't come here to look at pond scum. Hmm. I don't, your, your scientists call you pond scum. I'm telling you, the, the scripture says that you're created unique, different. There's nothing like you in the universe. That's a fact. Yeah. 
Now, there may be something bigger and better out there in the universe, but there's nothing like you anywhere else in the universe. And why are they coming here to get us for the last 150, 200 years? Because abduction is only 150, 200 years old. It has not been going on forever. It has not. This program is almost over and it has failed. And they admitted that. And uh, that that's uh, th there's another program coming. And uh, and I'm telling you, that one ought to raise their hair on people's heads. And that program, I don't think they told you about it all. But I again, I think if you probably go to Revelation, you probably will find it. <laughs> it's another program. And uh, it, again, about transgenics. And uh, the, the prophet Daniel said when he saw the Antichrist, he said, I saw him. And he had the eyes of a beast. Mm. Now, why would he have the eyes of a beast unless he was a transgenic? Right. Now, that's common AI, transhumanism, uh, Who knows? all of that's common. And it was here 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but Daryl, real quick, we've had guests on the show talk about the alien abduction and say it's a good Pleasant. thing. Yeah, they've never met an abductee that had a bad experience. Real quick answer. What do you say? <laughs> okay. Go to bed. When, 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 well, it, it depends. Depends on what they're told to do. Yeah. If they're told to treat you kind and sweet and that you're Johnny Appleseed, as they call one lady, elderly lady I've worked with, uh, as far as she's concerned, they're the best thing since sliced bread and always have been. When I worked with her, she said she wanted me to hypnotize her. I said, why? I said, you all these, all your life, since you were a little girl, you've been told you're Johnny Appleseed planting all these little seeds among all the people making everybody happy. And, and she said, yes, but I want you to work with me. And I said, okay. And so I brought one of my surgical nurses in and I worked with her and uh, something weird happened in her event as she was re remembering her events, her alien, the guy above her aliens, the ones that normally pick her up, he came in. He showed up in her consciousness and she said, oh, my God, the blue man is here. The blue man. Why, why was he here? He doesn't like you. I said, oh, that's interesting. I, I, I used uh, deodorant today. I wonder what the problem is, you know. And and anyway, she kept telling me. And my and now I had a guy there named uh, Vladimir Tadinsky. He's a, is a, an engineer and a, a, a physicist. And he was freaking out. He said, oh, my God, they're here. I said, be quiet. I said, you're interrupting what I'm doing here. I'm getting to talk to this guy in person. And I've got a chance to ask him some questions. The important thing is you have to ask them questions, <coughs> literally, that will catch them. Hmm. Don't, ask them about, don't ask yeah, them about, about how many planets are... Giant. John, John wants to know about the giants. He's been okay. cutting it out. We're almost out of time. We only got Wait, four minutes. I, 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 I got it recently. I did a presentation for a bunch of scientists and other people in Spain and around the, around the world. And they gave me an, an honorary bachelor of science degree as a result for the presentation. It was on specifically implants, but on a medical level. Uh, anyway, long story short, I told the cardiovascular surgeon that was involved I said, I'm going to need you, and I would like for you to go on an expedition with me. I'm trying to raise the funds to do it. I said, I think I've, I said, I've always wanted to find the bones of a giant. I found one. Mm. I said, but I don't mean eight or nine feet tall. Okay. We're talking, we're talking seven meters. 
like in the biblical story, we were as grasshoppers in their sight. That sort of giant, mm. the biblical version, the big guys. And mm. I said, I, I need you because I intend to bring some of the DNA back and then we're going to do some DNA work on it. I think that we'll find the DNA, the mitochondrial DNA will be human woman because that's script, what scripture says it is. Right. And second, we're going to find that the nuclear DNA, the male DNA, is something not of this world mm. and not, in, not anywhere else in so the world either. Nephilim is what they are. Well, it's that's the minimum. Mm -hmm. Minimum standard. Trust me, there are things out there far bigger and higher than mm -hmm. that. Far bigger. Fascinating. This yep. is awesome. Can you it's come a back great on show. the show again? Yeah. Can you come back on the show? I'd again? come back anytime you want me. John's got my number. He he, he threatens me all the time. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's going to beat me up if I don't come on. <laughs> he gave me a star from the Texas Rangers. I did. You're ah. official Texan now. I'm a, I'm a Texas Ranger. You're official <laughs> Texas guy, so you can come, yeah. you can come Texas anytime you want. All right. I used to live right. in Oklahoma. I wasn't far away. <laughs> well, I, I, Oklahoma's nearly as good. All my relatives live in Oklahoma, the uh, ones that hadn't been hung yet. The ex-wives. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, thank, thank you for being on. So, yeah, thank you so much for being on, um, Daryl. I'm delighted to be here. Show. You guys have got great questions. You're smart. You're intelligent. You dig. And that's I love these type of interviews. I really do. Very thank good. you. Thank well, thanks you. again for being on Chasing Prophecy. Yeah. You have a great night. Yeah. Yes, thank you thanks. so much. Thanks, Daryl. See you. Wow, that was great. Oh I my god, he's yeah. a good that good guest. Yeah, it was one a good of the guest. Ones. Absolutely, it was a fantastic yeah. guest. I, you know, I got another one I should have asked a while ago. Uh, um, I'm good friends with Linda Napolitano. She was the girl, Linda Cortiel, from the Brooklyn Bridge abduction that was seen by people, seen by the uh, the head of the UN, and all of that back in uh, in Brooklyn. I guess in the uh, 60s or 70s it was she was abducted from an apartment and they saw her levitate out oh and into, a, into a craft and the head of the javier perez cuellar saw it with his bodyguard the hell of a story we could get her on yeah that would be great yeah it was yeah. it was very i mean we could have sat and talked more about oh. his, his hats and everything yeah. i just I can't understand why um how do you get abducted all those times i mean and still be normal i don't i don't well uh, yeah well that's uh, there are people have been abducted more than that you know he said nine or ten times there are people that this goes on and on their entire life their parents their kids their grandkids that's why i said how can you say this is a good thing how no, I... can being taken like a slave with no choice be a good thing and I, I don't get these West Coast people who believe. That, I don't you know? understand it too. It just, it just, it just freaks me out though, because he was only four years old when it first. And it yeah. reminds me of my son who had that experience in his room. A light came through the window, and he remembers it to this day. Um, and he has this sixth sense now, and he's like almost he can read people. He can do tarot yeah. readings, and he's a, he's a physician. It's just, it just creeps me out. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, but watch that video um, on YouTube. Okay. And look what it says. And I wanted to find out, will we ever see that? I mean, if you did, how are you going to react? I mean, that's what we were well, talking about. I was watching a little bit of it. 
And on the bottom, it said it was a simulation. Yeah, I was going to no. say, that's not real. It's a simulation. No, it's a, yeah, it's a simulation. I said, how? what happens when it is real? If it will, will it ever be real? That's what I wanted him to, like. It could, my opinion, I think it could be. And if it does happen, Jen, what am I going to do? Yeah, what, what's you, how are you going to react if something yeah. like that happens? I said, you know what, big man, come down and get me. It must be my time. But I don't understand how come it shot off. It wouldn't let me play it on here. And it's, like I said, it's weird. The only way you get a message like that for real is if we can't control the narrative and it's gone too far, then everybody's going to see it like Independence Day, let's say. If it's something that's just a craft out in the desert, they're not going to tell you about it. Yeah, the water, like, they're not going to well, tell you. Well, watch the video and let me know what you think. And we will talk about it. Well, when are you coming back on the show, John? When are you starting to do I only got one more week then. Uh, okay. The 7th, and then I got to start campaigning on the 14th. Okay. So when, we'll buddy? talk Til about when? it next Tuesday. Um, May 16th. Okay, so we got to get this guy back on again. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah he was. God, he was. Yeah. He was. We should have a three. You know what? We should have a three-hour show. Oh no! He usually only. I tell you, he, he has an agent and he gets paid for television and all of that. Oh, wow. He don't. He don't do a whole lot of interviews. That's usually, nice that we got him. Huh? Yeah, usually it's only one hour. He did too. Well, thank you so much thank for you. bringing him on. But yeah, thank you all right. again, all, for turning into to chase and prophecy make sure you rewind go back we have tons and tons of videos and shows on soundcloud and youtube get have a great evening and thanks again for tuning in bye everybody good night see ya, see ya.